Baruch haba. Welcome. Blessed is the arriver. Thank you for coming. To all of you listening to this next Genesis podcast, I'll have to have Brad tell you what number we're on in a minute because I never remember. But I just want to thank you for coming again. And as always, I am Scott. And I'm Brad. And this is not about us. Okay, here we are again. Uh, Brad just informed me this is our 27th podcast for Genesis. 27. 27, which is crazy to me. Overall, we're about ready to hit our 75th podcast. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if um, concerning uh, uh, your Revelation podcast and where this is going, I wonder if there's anything in Revelations that says, and when they hit (laughs) a certain number, this, this will happen, you know. At some far off time, there will be a podcast, not about us. And when they hit the 100th podcast, then you will see locusts. <laughs> so, so people start petitioning us, please stop, stop, don't, don't go there. Locusts are probably better than crickets, though. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Brad, why don't you go ahead and start us off with prayer to get this thing really going? Absolutely. Yahweh. Yahweh. Yeshua, Spirit, how we love you. Oh, hallelujah. We, every day, every day we don't think we can be more amazed. And then we prove ourselves wrong because you are so amazing. You are, Lord. Thank you for walking with us down the path. Thank you for knowing the path ahead of us. And thank you for reminding of us of the path behind us. Lord, I miss you. Oh, yes. Lord, I, 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 miss, I miss not being able to just be in perfect paradise with you like we saw in the early Genesis. But I know it's going to happen again, and that's the hope. You are our hope. Thank you. Thank you for being our hope. As always, we want this podcast to bring you glory, respect, honor. Those little words that we have to say that, hey, you are important. And and we want people to know that. But as always, we need your help to do that. Yes. Because only you, only you know what we need to hear, what we need to understand in these studies, and what we need to share. So please, be that invited guest. Take the special seat of honor. We love you. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Well, this is going to be an interesting one for me. Uh, because I'm not entirely sure what I'm going to (laughs) say. That's Uh, a first. I know. But what I mean by that is, uh, for those of you who've been keeping up with us and all of these, you can tell, I mean, you know, I pretty much go verse by verse and see what pops out, what happens. 
this time I pretty much I decided to cover like the entirety of Genesis chapter 5. And the reason I did that is because I was going verse by verse and then uh those of you who know who have listened to the last podcast, we did uh we went over Genesis um uh, Five, three through five, uh, talking about Adam, and uh, he begot a son in his own likeness, which was Shaith, and talking about the years that Adam lived before Shaith and then after Shaith, and 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 the meanings around those numbers, and we got into numbers in general, what they mean, and things like that. And I was moving on; I was going to do that basically for every step down the line uh next shaith begets enosh and and so on and so forth and i realized i kind of had a feeling i had this i had this i had this knowledge in mind that that adam and shaith were a, a prophetic representation of yahweh father and yahweh son uh it was jesus and then it occurred to me, well, the rest of the lineage down through Noah, I don't know what they mean. I, I don't really know how to interpret these numbers. I mean, I can give you the numbers. We can go over some things. But it felt like it'd just be kind of randomly throwing things out there, uh, which, which has value. Uh, you know, we could be doing that and then, and then go, okay, now what does that mean? But I... It, you know, for, for future reference, maybe one day, you know, a year down the road, we'll come up with something, oh, connect it back. That, now that makes sense. But what I decided to do was go over the entire lineage first and see if I could pull out anything that made me go, okay, this is what the lineage means and this is what each person represents and that type of thing. And so I started working on that. And, and just trying to paint a broad picture of the whole thing from Adam to Noah. And in the process of this, some of the numbers jumped out at me. Uh, some of the, I've got more information. Right now, we're probably not going to go much into the numbers at all. I'm probably going to get into the numbers next time. And I just want to talk about what I learned about these people and the names and what they meant and what they started to teach me about this whole process. And so uh, Brad and I were just talking about how he tends to script things out and he wants to process everything and understand it. And, and sometimes I tend to be more of a bullet point to hear my highlights, but as I talk over each one, I'm just kind of spitballing and throwing out there, this is what I think about this and 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 this one's going to be even more spitballing. I'm just, I, I'm not sure where I'm going or what order uh, because there, the more I got into it, the deeper I would go. I just kept getting overwhelmed. There is so much. And part of that is because I took the whole chapter on at once. That's, I, it wasn't a mistake. I really, I, I liked where I was going, but it felt like a mistake in the sense that we're recording this and I feel like I feel totally unprepared. I feel like there's so much more to do, but that's a good thing. I'm going to give pieces of it and we're going to keep working on this and probably next podcast will be more of the same. Just, just adding more to it. 
I script mine, but then I still feel unprepared when we actually sit down <laughs> yeah. to podcast. So <laughs> I'm with you. <ya. laughs> oh, as as every listener can attest to every one of my introductions, I'm not prepared either. <laughs> uh but uh anyway, let's I'm I'm gonna so I'm not sure exactly where I'm going. Let me start by saying this. As I went through this whole thing, we've talked about before. I'm going to bring it up again in a in a different light here. We've talked about before that the names Adam through Noah, uh, when you give their meanings, they form a saying on their own. You know, they form a story, kind of a mini story. I want to get into that a little bit because I found some things that that I wasn't sure connect quite well and uh, we'll get into that as it happens but going back to that it made me think okay what does each name represent does each name on its own tell me something about who this particular person stands for prophetically or, or what have you something else did jump out at me about the numbers and I think I mentioned this last time but all of these people Adam through Noah uh, with some exception, and that exception is Kanok in the Hebrew, which uh, we uh, understand as Enoch in the King James Version. But other than him, everyone up to Methuselah was, they were... They had at least 800 years on their life. And as we, I think we talked about this before. I, I lose track of what I've said and what I haven't. But when you talk about the Hebrew numbers, yeah, I do remember talking about this. The Hebrew numbers and how they work, uh, the, the Hebrew alphabet, the last letter, Tav, stands for the, the number 400. And when you put a number together, uh, that's large enough, you always start with the largest piece of it. So, for example, the number 13, if you spelled it out or the numerically, you would use the Hebrew letter for the number 10 followed by the Hebrew letter for the number 3. That makes 13. So the largest Hebrew number is doing this is 400 by going by this system. So once you hit 400, every single number after that starts with Tav, because that's the biggest one. It always starts with Tav. Every number 800 or more starts with Tav Tav. And as we mentioned before, Tav, one of the things it means is the cross. So every number after 800 starts with the cross, the cross. And anything God repeats is worth noting. And someone told me that years ago. Whenever you see in the Bible where Jesus or, or God in the Old Testament, whatever, whenever he repeats something, it is worth stopping and paying close attention to. Because as we've said before, out of, out of you know, two or more witnesses uh, attesting to something, so when God repeats himself, it's like he's saying, you know, there's two witnesses to this. This is, this is pay close attention. And 
well, that was going through my head as I was thinking about this. Every one of these begins with the cross, the cross. Oh, interesting. And so it started to make me think, does every one of these people represent Jesus in some way? Because another thing that occurred to me is it's after Noah, uh, after the flood, after Noah's done, God says, and we haven't got there yet in Genesis, but God, God's going to say, all right, from now on, I'm giving them 120 years. He reduces our lifespan. We no longer live to 930 or whatever. He says, from now on, they're going to live to be about 120, and that's it. So it's only this span right here where everybody is living to, to this lifespan. So I thought, are they representing Jesus somehow? Is this, we've already seen in the meaning of their names how this represents uh, the, the gospel story, how Jesus came back. But in that number, every single one of their ages, the numerical value begins with the cross, the cross, and then something else, depending on what the number is. So that, as I started to look into the names, I was wondering if I would see a picture of Jesus in each one of these. And that, now let's, let me get started. That kind of led into Genesis 5, 6 through 8. And Shaith lived 105 years and begot Enosh. And Shaith lived after he begot Enosh 807 years and begot sons and daughters. And all the days of Shaith were 912 years and he died. So, we've already gone into the word Enosh before. But as a reference, let me go back. I'm going to find where I've looked that up. We went back to it before when we were looking up Genesis 4, 26. And to Shaith, to him also there was born a son and he called his name Enosh. Then began men to call upon the name of Yahweh. So at that time, we, we uh, pointed out that Enosh is Strong's Concordance, number 583. Now that literally means the son of Seth, but it, came, it comes from Enosh, number 582, meaning mortal. Uh, and it can also mean several other things, such as male. It can mean thirsty, uh, husband, and, and a lot of other things that I won't get into here. But we've already gone into the meaning of that. And the word picture that I came up with at the time for, for Enosh, Aleph, Nun, Vav, Shin, uh, there was uh, the meaning of Enosh that I came up with at that time was I'm not sure actually if I came up with it at that time or not because I, I don't remember the podcast but what I have right now is Adonai Yahweh's son joins us together with him through his death is the meaning of Enosh's name the word picture and I'm just going to go over each of these names one at a time here and then kind of come back to the grouping uh, like I said, this, this, this whole podcast might, is going to feel a little different because 
I feel so overwhelmed by all of it. I'm just kind of picking it one piece at a time. My mind is going, oh my gosh, that, that, that connects to three other things I want to talk about. And I'm forcing myself to go, shut up, shut up, focus, focus. Uh, so Brad's nodding. You know. <laughs> I get overwhelmed on a, a single word in some of my verses. So <laughs> Yeah. So, and, and I'm going to go into, for right now, I'm going to skip the numbers. I'm just going to go over the lineage because we're focusing on the names of these people. So in Genesis 5, 9 through 11, Enosh begot Kenan. Now, that's the way it looks in, in my version. K-E-N-A-N is the way they spell it. It is spelled Canaan in the King James Version. And this is Strong's Concordance 7018. And it is pronounced Canaan. So it's not really Canaan. Uh, there's more of an on at the end, Canaan. But this means, the name itself means fixed. And I want to go back to Adam, Seth, Enosh, all the way down to Noah. Uh, I've said this before several times that it was pointed out to me that the, it, the names said, the descriptions of the names tell a story, and it's man appointed mortal sorrow. The blessed God, he who descends, is dedicated. His death shall bring the despairing comfort and rest. And this was one, I never, I was hoping to get into these names to verify that. That whole thing was given to me. Uh, but I myself had not backed it up. And this time, I started to, started to go, some of these, where are they getting that from? And this was one that I, I got into. What I was seeing was uh, Canaan, this little thing that I just read, Canaan means sorrow. But as I'm reading here, I see Canaan means fixed. And as I was reading further, it comes from another word, 7064 in Strong's Concordance, pronounced Cain, which means nest, as in a fixed place, figuratively a chamber or a dwelling. Now, there are other sources that I was looking at that say the, the name of Canaan can also mean possession. It can mean stronghold, uh, which is easy to think of when you think of it means a chamber or dwelling. You can easily see where it gets this. But one of the places I found says the word Canaan also means to mourn. And there I saw the connection to sorrow. But it got me thinking that um, a lot of these, that, well, it actually got me thinking uh, that there's so much more to these than I know. And, and once again, I want to encourage everyone, part of the reason we're doing this is to get you to study on your own uh, and, and to chase God on your own and hear what the Spirit of God is saying to you because there's way, way more out there than what Brad and I ever talk about on these podcasts. If you just use all of those definitions that you said, what popped into my head was a, was a word picture. This is not an official Hebrew word picture. Uh, using the alphabet, but you said it means uh, fixed, 
sorrow, stronghold. I'm thinking, you let Jesus be your stronghold, he will fix your sorrow. Oh, that's good. I mean, I mean, yeah. that's just using the definitions you gave. Um, you know, obviously that's not an official thing. It's just a thought that I had, but mm-hmm. but I like it. It's it's. But it has validity to yeah. this, this picture because that's what these are intended to do. These pictures are not intended to create a sentence on a book and say, that's it. There's a definition. They're intended to create an idea within you. They're cre- intended to create a picture, which is going to be personal, which is going to be intimate. And that's the whole thing. God is is intimate and and passionate, and it's intended to be vibrant and full of life, not just a static word or two on a page. Those are representations of something that is intended to be much, much bigger. Just like the written word of God is merely meant to be a representation of the word of God who is alive. He, he's, he's vibrant. He's, he's, he's Yeshua. He's the son of God. That's who we're supposed to have a relationship with. That's who we're supposed to follow, not the written words on the page. Now, I'm not saying... No, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say the Bible, your written book, is worthless. I'm just trying to say it's a tool that's designed to show you who the real Word of God is. Uh, And that's exactly what all of these are. They're intended to bring out emotions. They're intended to bring out feelings. They're intended to bring out colorful, vibrant ideas that an artist would take and paint what he saw in his heart and a different artist would take the same thing and paint something else and it would look different but it would be just as correct uh and that's the brilliance about all that god did is he's connecting with each of us on on different levels and yet the same in the same way it's 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 mind-boggling how ingenious it is (laughs) it really is that's where i usually get overwhelmed is when i think about how perfect it is and all that it can be and all that it can do uh, I'm totally, yes, I'm always overwhelmed when I'm looking into Scripture. So, but as I was looking at this Canaan, it's, his name is in Hebrew, Kof Yod Nun Nun. And a possible interpretation that I came up with, and I've said it before, I'll say it again, my interpretations are not the only ones, don't, don't think that. But something that jumped out to me is the heir to the throne is faithful to complete the finished work. And I saw in that yet another picture of Yeshua, which reinforced what I was saying earlier. I started to wonder with the the, the 800 little speech I gave earlier, is every one of these a picture of Yeshua? And I started to see it. Now, whether I was reading into it or not, I'll let you decide. Uh, But this is what I came up with next. Canaan lived and begot Mahalalel. And so then I looked up Mahalalel. Now, it's Mahalalel in the King James Version. uh, But Strong's Concordance, it's 4111. And it's pronounced Mahalalel, and the name itself means praise of God. And first of all, that in and of itself is twofold. It was a cool usage to me because it didn't just mean the praise of God. Like you and I, we're giving praise to God. That is the praise 
that we're offering to God. It's the praise of God, but it can also mean the praise that God bestows on us. Good job. Good hmm. job, you. It's the praise that comes from God. Uh, you know, my, there's my, my good and faithful servant. Well done. That's God bestowing praise on his kids. You know, good job. So I liked that name in and of itself, the meaning of that name. But it comes from two words. 4110, Mahalal. Uh, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Mahalal, which means fame or praise. And 410, which we've gone over before, ale, which means strength, mighty, and especially God, the Almighty. So ale is, an, uh, is uh, another word that means God. El, Eloa, we've mentioned these before. These literally mean God. And so the praise of God, it comes from this word, Mahalal, fame or praise, and El, God. So the praise of God. But in this word picture here, I thought this was really cool. Mem, He, Lamed, Lamed, Aleph, Lamed. And it really beat in Lamed on this one. Uh, as we can see, as it represents L, the, the L sounds to us, Mahalalel, it just keeps going on. But one of the interpretations I came up with on this one really, really struck me. Revealing the Mighty One and prodding you towards Him. Prodding you towards the Almighty. And just that, that repetition, revealing the mighty one, prodding you towards him, prodding you towards the almighty. These, not just the prodding is being repeated, but this word mighty keeps coming up in the same name over and over. And then we connect that back to Mahalalel's name itself, meaning praise of God. And I saw all of this as again, referring to Jesus. As Jesus, his whole life was designed to honor praise to his Father, but he also, through his life, earned the Father God's praise for what he did. And, and then in the word picture of his name, Jesus, like we just said, reveals the Mighty One and prods us towards him. And then we repeat that, prods us toward the Almighty. Again, talk about repeating yourself. We have a repetition in his name, in, in, in Mahalalel's name, that we're pushing you towards God, pushing you towards the Mighty One. And that was Jesus' ministry. That was what his life on earth and his death and his resurrection, everything about what he did was designed to do. Uh prod you like a shepherd leading you to still waters and 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 good pastures he's leading you towards Yahweh his father earning his father's praise and praising him with his entire life which is a cool picture for us because we can give praise to God but then we can also feel the praise of God on us and that's pretty cool Oh, that that that's where the blessings come in. When you praise God and you get those blessings, 
That's the praise of God. And as, as, as always, we're getting the better deal because yeah. all we can do is praise, uh-huh. you know, with, I mean, you can, you can give them all your praise with all your heart and all your mind and all your love and everything that you've got, but you're still limited by being a human, but he can give you anything. Yeah. Nothing's impossible. That's, that's pretty cool. So then we get to Mahalalel. Boy, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. <laughs> Mahalalel. Uh, he begets Yered. Uh, now, in the King James Version, this looks like it uh, should be pronounced Jared. But it comes from Strong's Concordance number 3382. And it is pronounced Yered. And it means a descent. Um, now, again, getting back to the meanings of my names, this and Mahalalel, they both stood up. Mahalalel means the blessed God. Yered means he who descends. So in, in Mahalalel, we had praise of God, or you can say the blessings of God, or the blessed God, the, the praiseworthy God. Uh, Yered, he who descends, we have the very name Yered means a descent. It connects, it's absolutely... And it comes from 3381, Yarad, literally means to go downward. Conventionally, it means to go to a lower region, as in the shore, a boundary, or down to meet an enemy. I see what you're doing here. Yeah. <laughs> now, figuratively, it means to fail, to bring, and it can mean to bring down in all of the above applications that I just mentioned. So, yeah, there's an obvious connection. He who descends, Jesus coming to earth, descending to us. There's an obvious application there. But in the word picture, uh, this was another cool thing. Yod Resh Dalet, what I came up with was the completed work of the highest opened the way to life and that connected those two so powerfully for me because he was the highest jesus is the highest of all he descended completed his work in order to open the way of life for all of us again a picture of jesus within the definition of the name and the word picture and he technically descended again to face an enemy. He descended yes. after his death to face an enemy, mm-hmm. and then he took the keys away from death. Mm-hmm. So yes. that's that's really cool. That's a really cool picture. So Genesis fifteen, I'm sorry, Genesis five, eighteen through twenty, talks about Yered. Uh, who begot Canok. Now again, this is Enoch in the King James Version, but in Strong's Concordance, it's number 2585, and it is pronounced Kanok. Kanok. And we have gone over this one before because we dealt with uh, one of Cain's uh, descendants was also named Kanok, so we've dealt with it along those lines, but it means initiated. So it comes uh, from 2596, Kaunak, which means to narrow. 
figuratively to initiate or discipline. Now, uh, again, we discuss we discussed this with Cayenne how initiate uh, could mean something good or something bad. Uh, as you know, to be an initiate into Jesus is to be born again, is to be baptized in his blood, in, in, into Jesus, into the spirit of God, and to come up a new creation. That's a wonderful thing. To be initiated into a, a secret cult, in, into an organization wanting to destroy, wanting to terrorize, whatever, that, that's an awful thing. To initiate in and of itself is neither good nor evil, just depends on what you're being initiated into. Now, the word picture here, uh, ket, nun, vav, kaf. Possible interpretation I had come up with a while ago was a seed and an opening to the inner room. Um, also, one I came up with was the heir to the throne opens the way to the inner room with the nail. Now, this we were discussing at the time was referring to this this evil path initiating you into something new and bringing you into that secret chamber and and away from prying eyes and into a hidden dark path but again initiation in and of itself is not good or evil it's what are you being initiated to so when we wrap it back around, we see that Jesus absolutely was an initiation. He opened a new way, began something, and is looking for disciples. He wants us all to, like we said, be baptized, uh, to be mikvahed in the Hebrew, into him. Through his blood, through his sacrifice, we begin a new life. And... The interpretations that I mentioned before still hold true. Jesus was a seed. Now that word, the the seed, uh, noon, it, it can mean seed. It can also mean fish, activity, life. It can mean offspring. It can mean descendant. It can mean heir to the throne. Jesus was the seed that gave new life, that with his death, uh, that plant came up and allowed us all to be wrapped into the new vine. Uh, we, he opened a way to the innermost chamber, the innermost room of God's heart that we can be a part of. The heir to the throne opens the way to the inner room with the nail. That very clearly represents what Jesus did for us. Any thoughts on that before I move on, Brad? I just think that's a beautiful picture, and it just—it's just those feelings of emotional um, overwhelming. And you know, as I said in the prayer, you know, I, I miss him. <laughs> you know, I, I can't wait until I'm initiated in for eternity. <laughs> you know, with him. It's just, it's just, that's the picture that that's the, the emotions that are going through me right now is it's just, mm -hmm. it's exciting. Yeah. No, yes. It, sometimes it gets so overwhelming 
um, I have to stop and just go. It, it, it's too much. I, I gotta. I blank out. I just guy. Okay, stop. It's just one step at a time. It's all I can handle. But yeah, you're right. Uh, just knowing what he initiated us into all of eternity just the, the glory for the rest of eternity is mind-boggling uh but but that's what he did and it's just because we can't fathom it doesn't make it any less true <laughs> right and as always we didn't deserve it mm-hmm. <laughs> and he still did it and He's... that's another thing i'm glad you just said that because that's something i missed I was going to say at the beginning of this is just a reminder. This is all going on in Genesis chapter five. And that's something else that was jumping out to me that we've mentioned before that five is the number of grace. And I was actually talking with your wife, Brad, earlier about this, uh, that uh, Genesis five being the the combination of all of these People, I mean, the, the entirety of Genesis 5 is nothing but the lineages were going over here and how many years each person lived until they had their first son. And, you know, or it, not their first son necessarily, uh, like obviously for Shaith was not Adam's first son, but part of this lineage that, and then the number of years, you know, they lived after that. I'm like, what does that matter? Why is this connected? Uh, what, what does that have to do with grace? And now as we go, we're going on with this and we're digging deeper into these names, and as we go into the numbers next time, we're not going to have enough time for them now, uh, we're just, you see grace abound. God's picture of salvation, God's plan, it's all being prophesied. It's all being mentioned here in the names and the very numbers that he mentions. But it's so easy just to see that as, uh, as just a series of numbers and just uh, just a catalog. This this is like the table of context before you start reading the book, uh, or the, the 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 chapter listings in a book, and you're like, okay, that you know, that's just information about what's coming. But I'm not into the story. The more you dig into these these seemingly just just logical lists. You know, the more you realize, oh my goodness, there's even passion and love and life and grace right here. That's that's what's killing me through all of this. This is just, it's phenomenal what I'm seeing jump out at me in something that I used to see is so boring. And, and just, I just wanted to get past this part. But I'm going to move on. Uh, Genesis 5, 21 through 24 talks about Kanok. And he begets uh, Methuselah. Now, again, in the King James Version, this is Methuselah. But this is Strong's Concordance, number 4968. And his name means man of a dart. Now, this comes from two words. 4962. Sorry, that's Strong's Concordance, 4962. Math, uh, and that that kind of killed me just in the fact that oh he's we're using math now yeah uh, but anyway I'll go on uh, I won't understand it then yeah <laughs> his his name means math and we're talking about all these numbers uh, but 
Now, this means an adult. It means a man, but only in the plural sense, uh, as in kind of like mankind, men in general. It means man as in all of man, you know, that not, not just one man. And it means, and it comes from 7973, Shalak. And this means a missile of attack, a spear. Figuratively, it means a shoot of growth, as in a branch. Now, it can also mean a dart, a sword, or a weapon. So that's why Methuselah means man of a dart. So you can think of it as, as meaning man of a sword, man of a weapon, man of a spear. It means all of these. But this also means, a, Shalak means a plant. So Methuselah, his name also literally means a man of a plant, man of a shoot of growth. Now we've talked, I think we've talked about this before in one of our other podcasts talking about, I, I don't know if we've ever actually mentioned this, but there's a word in the Old Testament called semach. Did we mention this before? I, we might have mentioned it in the Feast of the Lord. I'm not sure. I know, uh, yeah, now I'm, I'm at a loss. We may never have mentioned, mentioned it, so I'll mention it here. The word semach is mentioned five times in the Old Testament. Now this word is believed to be directly referencing the Messiah. And that is why when you see it in the Old Testament, it is always capitalized as branch. It is translated branch and it is capitalized because it's directly referring to the Messiah. But it's a special word. It doesn't just mean branch. It means specifically a, a branch from a long dead olive tree that is now rising up from the, from the a root system of the original tree and springing up life uh, out of the ground near the original tree. And this is what the Messiah is. He's a new branch. He's a new, he's new life, bringing new life to the original tree. Samach, and I saw that right here in his name, Methuselah. He's a shoot of growth, as in a branch. He is the man of, of this, he's the man that is this new shoot of growth. And not just that, but getting back to the obvious reference, he's also the man with the sword. He's the man with the two-edged sword coming out of his mouth. The sword of the Spirit is the Word of God, and he is the Word of God. He is, he is weapon, he is life, he is new life, he is all of this. And I loved this combination in the name, Methuselah. Before I go on to the word picture, anything you want to throw into that, Brad? I was momentarily lost trying to decide if we had talked about that or not, but I think I am remembering, I, you and I have talked about it, but I also think I'm remembering um, Michael Rood's work. Um, he, I'm, I won't get into that here, but 
So I don't know if we necessarily talked about it in the podcast, but I just think that's, I, I think that's a really cool, uh, connection. Many times, um, it, it's mentioned that, um, he's, you know, the, from the root of Jesse, he's a branch of Jesse. He's, you know, he's, mm-hmm. he, he's mentioned frequently in that regard too, just to show that he is from, uh, the line of David and, and all of that kind of stuff. But, you know, from these studies, what I've learned is that we're all, every single one of us, we're all, uh, we're all from Yahweh's blood. We're all from Yahweh. So all of us, I, it, it says that we are all, you know, princes and, and, and I never really felt like, I never really felt like I was <laughs> until we started doing these studies. Yeah, because then I because then we see that that connection when you go all the way back to the very beginning, we are Yahweh's blood. And if he is the king, then that's exactly what we are. And that's exactly what Jesus was. And so we get to also be part of that branch. We get to be part of that root system. Now, mm-hmm. I would recommend, though, people. Um, Jesus does have some remarks about what happens if you're not part of uh, the true vine. Uh, how you're cast away, but uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, we get to be a part of that, and that is cool. And then we're going to get there very soon. Not very soon. It's probably going to be 400 more podcasts, but we're going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get there soon enough in Revelation uh, about the two-edged sword and and that imagery. And I just I just love that. But also when yeah, Jesus, it's it's like three verses away. So that means what? 37 <laughs> podcasts. Yeah. Depends on how many words are in those verses. <laughs> um, but I also, when, when I, when I think about when he says that he is, you know, the two edged sword will come out of his mouth. And, 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 and I think of that, he, he did that too. When he walked the earth. Oh, I love Jesus debating Pharisees and Sadducees. Mm-hmm. He, 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 because obviously he knows, he knows perfect truth, but he has a way of being able to use every single time they thought he that they could trap him. They walked away disappointed because they knew he was right. They knew what he was saying was right. They didn't like it, but they knew it. And, and that's exactly who he is. Uh, a man that uses a two-edged sword from his mouth, from his words, from from his ideas, from what he's telling you, from the truth that comes out of him. Anyway, sorry, I I sidetracked it. No, that's wonderful, because one of the things you brought up in that whole thing was the original blood, that we all come from Yahweh's blood, and we mentioned that before, and I failed to bring up Adam this time, because we talked about him before, but Adam is a part of this, and Adam's name means, comes from a word which, well, Adam means man, but it comes from a word which means to show blood. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about it before. Leviticus seventeen eleven says, for the life of the flesh is in the blood. Now we've talked about how Adam was the original blood, and, and we've talked about it. Does that mean Yahweh gave us his blood? Yeah. Does, and, and exactly what you talked about right there, Jesus connecting us back to the life to the very blood uh with with his blood that he gave us i i mean there's there's just so much imagery there (laughs) and and i met one of those things when you mentioned that i met one of those places where 
it's it's overwhelming me and I can't put my thoughts in order. But all wrapping around Jesus' blood, connecting us back to Yahweh's blood, originating with Yahweh's blood. Jesus had Yahweh's blood as his son, but he had perfect blood, incorrupted with sin, uncorrupted, sorry, with sin, and, and just all of these thoughts. Wow, and, and this connection with him being this new shoot, this branch, and, and the, the vine connecting us in, grafting us into the vine, giving us life, all of this, it, it's wow. <laughs> That's what it is. It is wow. So I got to get moving because we're kind of moving on in time, and I do want to wrap up some of these thoughts uh, before I finish, even though I know I'm, I'm rambling uh, a lot. And like I said, this one kind of overwhelmed me with everything. But we'll move on. Uh, we just got done talking about Methuselah. Uh, so Methuselah, he lives and he begets Lemek. Now, this is spelled the same way in my Hebraic Roots version as it is in King James, so it looks like Lamech, uh, but it's actually pronounced Lemek, Lemek, and it's Strong's Concordance, number 3929. Now, this was one, too, that... Strong's lists it as a word of uncertain meaning, and that's all they say about it. So I had to look to other sources. And this is one, like I said, when I go back to the meanings of the names, I'm not saying a, a couple of these I couldn't find where they came up with that meaning. But, and yet at the same time, I found confirmation that I don't have all the meanings. So I'm not trying to say they're wrong, I'm tr but I am... I want to be honest and say I personally could not verify those original, what, what I've said before with every single word. Not saying they're wrong, uh, I just saying I personally couldn't locate the meanings of every single one the way they were said before. So this one, what I found as I kept looking is uh, a place called thenamesdictionary.com and another place called NameMeaningsDictionary.com, both uh, agreed that the name Lemek means powerful. So that's all I could go on. That's all I found for the, the meaning of this name. Uh, now, I'm sure there's other places that, you know, I couldn't find, you know, in my limited time here. Maybe I could find later, but that's all that I found right now was the word Lemek means powerful. That was my struggle, just trying to find any sort of meaning behind the word uh, Patmos for the island. Uh-huh. Uh, just, there's just nothing. Yeah, and every time I would find some place that said, I know the meaning, I'd look it up and it would say, the meaning of Lemek is the son of Methuselah. <laughs> I was like, no, that's not, no, what's the meaning of the word? Right. Yeah, I finally found an obscure... Um, I have a Bible study program I don't actually use because you don't really need to. You can find so much stuff available for free mm -hmm. online. But this has, um, I was it was in a free trial kind of situation, and it has resources for all these Bible commentaries and all these kind of things. And finally, uh, just a Bible dictionary said that it meant my killing. So I was able to go with that. And uh -huh. so I understand the, the, the struggle. <laughs> Oh my goodness! But the the word picture though, Lamed Mem Kaf. I came up with a couple interpretations on this that jumped out at me. The first one was urging us into water, 
and lifting us up out of it. And I saw that as a clear reference to to baptism. Right. The the physical baptism being a picture of of urging us into the spiritual water, the 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 river of life, uh, uh, dying in Jesus and coming out of that with our sin in the water, with our sin left behind, washed away, and coming out of it a new creation. The other thing I came up with was the teaching of the mighty one with the open hand to receive us. So here I saw Jesus as the teacher holding out his hand saying, I'm giving you truth, come with me. And I loved both of those as pictures of who Jesus was and what he did. Uh, not just while he was here on earth, but, but through his resurrection, through his, his death and his life, uh, life after. That's one of my all-time favorite images that we've discussed in Revelation and in Genesis a couple times is just that outstretched hand mm-hmm. just waiting for us to take it. Just it's it's there and it's patient and but then I also see the imagery of the same thing of that momentarily that momentary faith that lets me walk three steps on water until I fall. But then yeah. the hand comes plunging in to bring me out. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just such a beautiful Beautiful image. I, I I just love that. Um, ever since we, ever since uh, I, I did it in my own study and we connected it to one of the Genesis studies, just that open hand is so amazing. Oh, absolutely. It yeah, just I'm I'm looking at my own hand right now. Just just that image of strength and gentleness together. Mm-hmm. Just open, but once I've got you, I'm not letting go. Just, uh, just the the hand to to offer here, take, and the hand to reach out and, like you said, grab Peter on the waves and say, "I've got you." Uh, but again, sorry, I need to keep moving. I will mention right here that before in the the name list we mentioned Lamech, it was said to mean the despairing. In here, as I was looking, I couldn't find that. Again, uh, maybe it exists. I'm not saying that name list is wrong, uh, but I could not personally verify where they got that. So I'm just going to move on with that. And then Genesis 5, 28 through 31, Lamech lives and he begets a son and calls his name Noach. Now we know him as Noah in the King James Version, but Strong's Concordance number 5146 pronounces it as Noach, and his name means rest. And I found that fitting that it was the last name in this list. It's rest. It's the end result of all of it. It's Jesus has come to give us rest. Now this name, Noach, is the same as 5118 Nuach, or it's that this word is also pronounced noach and it means quiet and it just rest quiet those words you know peace it's the end result of everything that Jesus has come to give us 
Uh, in fact, I mean, it's, it's seen in every week. Uh, we have six days of work and then rest. It's, it's the end of the millennial period. We have six millennia uh, that we're coming up on the very end of here, which is going to lead to a millennia of rest. And Noach's name, Nun Ket, very simple. And it was very easy to come up with. The Son of God is our protection. So, before I, I wrap this up, do you have anything you want to say about that, Brad? People might be tired of me saying this, but it's been on my heart, and I just I can't just can't stop. You brought up quiet, and I think uh, right now, if you want peace, if you want rest, uh, we really have to quiet our surroundings. Yeah. Um, the the distractions of the world they're they're shouting at us. They're trying to get us. They're trying to get our attention. They're trying to get us off track. They're trying to make us walk down the wrong path. They're trying to do everything they can. We really, really got to just try, guys, to to just quiet our surroundings and and let God speak to you. And and when you do that, you'll you'll be able to find rest. You'll be able to find peace. Even now, even in the midst of all of this that's going on. And but then remember. And be thankful for the fact that we are coming up to the end of our work period. Mm-hmm. The rest is coming. And then the eventual ongoing eternity of rest and peace and love and relaxation and just being with the Savior. That, that's coming. Yeah. That's the hope. That's, 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 where, that's who we are. That's what we breathe. That's what we live is the hope of that coming and the excitement of what that really means. Um, so that's, that's, that's just me uh, on my soapbox again. <laughs> Get rid of the distractions the best you can. So I'm going to wrap this up here with, uh, I'm going to go over each of these names briefly. First of all, as we mentioned before, I started to see that each one of these represented Jesus in some way. Now, Adam is a man to show blood. Jesus gave us his blood, came as a man to show us his blood, to, to, to give his blood to us. Shaith means substituted or substitution, the appointed one. Enosh, mortal. Jesus came, made himself mortal. This specifically replies to Yesh- uh, applies, sorry, specifically applies to Yeshua. Father, the Holy Spirit, they didn't come in the flesh. Yeshua came, made himself mortal for us. But Enosh also means husband. And we are to be the bride. He is our husband. He also means servant. Jesus came as a servant. He was the highest of all, and he lowered himself. Canaan means nest, as in a fixed place, a chamber, a dwelling, a stronghold. We've talked about it before. Jesus came to prepare a place for us, his bride. 
uh, he he even said it. He even told his disciples, I go to prepare a place for you. He is our stronghold. He is our fortress. He is our inner chamber. And he also, through his life, set that up to give us a permanent, fixed dwelling place for the rest of eternity. Mahalalel, the praise of God. He not only offered God praise, he received God's praise in his life. We see that clearly through all that Jesus did. He was worthy of praise with his sinless, perfect life, with his obedience in everything, but his whole life was designed to praise his Father God. Yered, a descent to go downward, to take on the enemy. It's very clear that this is what he did. Descending to earth, dying on the cross to conquer sin and death, to face the enemy head on, to, as, as Brad said, to descend into the depths of hell itself and take the keys of hell, death, and the grave away and say, these are mine, you can't have them back. Kanok, initiated to narrow. He is the narrow path. He is the initiation into the way of life. Methushalak, the man of a dart, the man of a weapon, the two-edged sword, but he's also the man of a branch, new life coming out of the root system of a dead tree, specifically a dead olive tree. Lamech, powerful. Do we really have to say more than that? And it ends with Noach, rest. And I love that. It finishes. It ends with rest. Now, I haven't really gone into it here, but there's, I also feel there's an order to this, too, that we haven't gone into, that maybe we'll get into next time, maybe we'll go into deeper. But I think each one of these has its order. Like, I believe rest is at the very end for a reason. I believe all of these others are there for a reason, too. They're in their specific place for a reason. But um, I see you want to say something, Brad. I'm going to let you talk here. Because uh, I want you to, but go ahead and, and say whatever you want here. Then I'm going to wrap up with the word pictures with these. And just a candid thought that just pops in my head. You're talking about the order and power and then rest. Mm -hmm. This is revelation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm seeing <laughs> this, too. This is the day of the Lord right here. Power. He has to come in power, but then rest. Mm -hmm. uh, that that was it. it was just that popped into my head. Yeah. But no, go please give us those word pictures. Um. Well, now I don't want to because I want to go back to what you were saying right before <laughs> that. The man of a weapon, followed by powerful. Yeah. Followed by rest. It, it's like I see him girding up, preparing for war, then bringing it. 
and then it all is at peace because he's annihilated every enemy. Yeah. He prepares. Um, he gets on the horse. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. No, I very much saw that too, but I wanted, yeah, I wanted you to, uh, I wanted to see what you thought first because uh, you brought that right up. Yeah. But now I'm going to connect the word pictures that I've already mentioned for all of these, and I'm going to read them in a row here. Uh, I've stated them a little differently uh, to, to make them connect better. But here's, here's what I came up with in order. These are the word pictures. God provided a pathway through the water. To destroy the covenant of sin and death, Yahweh's son rejoined us to Yahweh by way of his own death. The heir to the throne was faithful to complete the finished work. He revealed the mighty one and now prods us towards him. He prods us towards the almighty. The highest one's completed work opened the way to life. The king's son opened the way to the inner room with the nail. The mighty one joined us together with him, using the nail to destroy sin and death. He now guides us towards him. He protects us from the enemy by urging us into the water and lifting us out of it a new creation. The son of God is our protection. That's just taking the word pictures that we came up with and putting them all together. <laughs> that is really cool. And right there, uh, there's, the sto- there's the Bible. There's mm-hmm. scripture right there. Uh, mini, mini form. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. Oh, that's cool. So, uh, and I didn't get into any numbers. There were several times as I was reading these, I was going to, I wanted to stop and say, and there's a number right here that, that helps understand. But I didn't want to because I knew we're going long as it is. And I knew, oh, there's so much to this. I knew I was rambling as it was and just kind of picking in pieces. But like I said, as, as I started going into this, I was like, we can't really understand these numbers till we understand who we're talking about, what these names mean, what what this story is all about. Now, hopefully, as we get into the numbers, it's going to reinforce this. It's just going to come right back to where we are. Um, we'll see next time. I'm not even certain. I haven't even. I haven't gone over many or or, or most of these numbers uh, at all. I just kind of have some thoughts here and there. I have a couple of them jumped out at me for obvious reasons, which we'll get into later. But that's why this this just felt this was overwhelming to me, and I knew I was going to have to break it down in pieces. And I wasn't even sure when we showed up today what this podcast was going to be like. Yeah. Yeah, it's still cool. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Any last thoughts? Mm, I think I'm good. (laughs) So if this one sounded a little different, I hope you liked it. Uh, If you didn't, that's okay uh, because most of them won't be like this. This was just weird because of the situation. But anyway, as always, this has been Scott. And this has been Brad, and this is not about us.